Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Dr. Fauci, do protests increase the spread of the virus? Do protests increase the spread of the virus? Uh, I think I can make a general statement. Well, half a million protesters on June 6th alone. Yeah. I'm just asking that number of no. people, does yeah. it increase the spread of the virus? Cra crowding together, particularly when you're not wearing a mask, contributes to the spread of the virus. Should we limit the protesting? I, I'm not sure what you mean. Should How do we say limit the protesting? Should government what, limit the protesting? I, I, I don't think that's relevant to... Well, you just said if it increases the spread of the virus, I'm just asking, should we limit it? Well, I'm, I'm not in a position to determine what the government can do in a forceful way. Well, you make all kinds of recommendations. You, no. you make comments on dating, on baseball, on everything no. you can imagine. I'm just asking you, you just said that, yeah. that protests increase the spread. No. I'm just asking you, should we try to limit the protests? No, I think I would leave that to people who have more of an, a, a position to do that. I can tell you. Government stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci? Yeah. Last week in the Calvary Chapel case, five liberals on the Supreme Court said it was okay for Nevada to limit church services. Governor, I, I mean, Justice Gorsuch said it best. He said, there's no, there's no world in which the Constitution permits Nevada to favor Caesar's palace over Calvary Chapel. I'm just asking, is there a world where the Constitution says you can favor one First Amendment liberty protesting right. over another practicing your faith? I'm not favoring anybody over anybody. I'm just making a statement that's a broad statement that avoid crowds of any type, no matter where you are, because that leads to the acquisition and transmission. And I don't judge one crowd versus another crowd. When you're in a crowd, particularly if you're not wearing a mask, that induces it's a, it's the spread. A simple, it's a simple question, doctor. Should we limit the protest? Government is obviously yeah. lim limiting people yeah. going to church. And, and look, I, I'm there's, not been gonna... no, there's been no violence that I, I yeah. can see at church. I haven't seen people right. during a church service go out and, and harm police officers right. or burn buildings. But we know that. I mean, for 63 days, right. nine weeks, it's been happening in Portland. Right. Yeah. Well, one night in Chicago, 49 officers were injured, but no limit to pro no limit to protests. But boy, you can't go to church on Sunday. What was the, uh, I don't know how many times I can answer that. I'm not going to opine on limiting anything. I'm just going to tell you. You've opined a on a lot of things, Dr. Fauci. Yeah, but I've never. This said is something that directly anything. impacts the spread of the virus, yeah. and I'm asking your 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 position on the protests. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm not going to opine on limiting anything. I'm telling you what it is the danger. And you can make your own conclusion about that. You should stay away from crowds, government, no matter where the crowds stopped, are. Government has, uh, government has stopped people from going to work. In fact, just in New Jersey four days ago, Ian Smith, Frank Trombetta were arrested for opening up, for trying to operate their business, their gym. They were arrested. But I, my, my bet is if these two individuals own this gym were outside just in front of their gym, and all the people who were working out in their gym were outside protesting. They'd been just fine. But because they were in the gym working out, actually running their business, they got arrested. Do you think that's okay? You know, I'm not going to opine on who gets arrested and who does not. I mean, I, I, you get where I'm going. I'm telling you, as a public health official, I say crowds. Do you see the inconsistency, though, Dr. Fauci? There's no inconsistency, Congressman. There's what? No There's no inconsistency. So you're allowed to protest millions of people on one day in crowds yelling, screaming, but you try to run your business, you get arrested? And if you stood right outside of that same business and protested, you wouldn't get arrested? You don't see an inconsistency there? I don't understand what you're asking me as a public health official to opine on who should get arrested or not. 
That's not my position. You could ask no, you've it as advocate, much as you you've want, advocated for and certain I'm not businesses. You've advocated for certain businesses to be shut down. I'm, I'm just asking you on your position on the protest. I'm I mean, not, I haven't seen one. We've heard a lot about hair salons. I haven't seen one hairstylist who, between haircuts, goes out and attacks police or sets something on fire. But we've seen all kinds of that stuff during protests, and we know the protests actually increased the spread of the virus. You've said that. I said crowds. I didn't say specifically. I didn't say protest do anything. So the protests don't increase the spread of the virus? I didn't say that. You're putting words in my mouth. No, I, I, want, I, would, I just want an answer to the question. Do the protests increase the spread of the virus? I, I don't have any scientific evidence that anything. I can tell you that crowds are known, particularly when you don't have a mask, to increase the acquisition and transmission. No matter so what the So you don't have a position is. on whether the protest increased the spread of the virus or don't increase the spread of the virus? I'm saying that crowds, wherever the crowds are, can give you an increased probability that there's going to be acquisition and transmission. But do you understand Americans' concern? Protesting, according, particularly according to the Democrats, is just fine, but you can't go to work, you can't go to school, you can't go to church. There's limits placed on all three of those fundamental activities, the First Amendment activities, but protesting is just fine. You know, the gem, I'm, the gem, uh, Senator Burr. Thank, thank you, Madam Chairman. I got, I've got to say, um, the last exchange was, um, oh, my God, we haven't learned anything. And let me, let me just make this point. I remember early on in this when the question of testing came up and CDC said, we do testing. And CDC demanded to, to do the test. And we lost weeks. And I'm not here to evaluate data, Tony, that's your job and, and Rochelle and others. But to say we're going to make this decision based upon the research we've got going on at CDC, based upon the, the information that we've put out and, and only our research counts. And, and to basically ignore the Israeli data or the Pfizer data, and I'm not suggesting that we're totally doing that. I guess my question would be, is Israel giving us transparency into their data? Um, if Janet still lived in a world when we didn't accept foreign data for applications, which FDA's had the authority to do since 1996 when I changed the law, but it took COVID to actually make that happen. So I, I realize that we want accuracy, but do we really have to wait for CDC to complete the data? Do you think you're going to come to a different conclusion than Israel did? Share with me. Uh, thank you for that question, Senator. Absolutely not. We have to have uh, collaboration across the globe because this is a global problem. So we've already had two conversations with Israel. We have data sharing from our collaboration, from our cohorts, as well as from theirs. We've also been in discussions with the UK to see what the data they have because, of course, they're several weeks ahead of us in the Delta variant. So we intend to leverage all of the data we have around the world to share liberally with other countries and in the hopes that they will share with us so that we can make the proper decisions uh, here in this country and around the world. Is there a reason to believe that the Israeli data is flawed? I'm sorry? Is there a reason to believe the Israeli data is flawed? You know, we are in discussions, epidemiologic discussions. There are numerous cohorts in Israel, those in the Ministry of Health, those in their healthcare systems, and we have seen some of their data. They're actually continuing to analyze the data, um, and so we're, we're in those active epidemiologic uh, conversations. My, my only point is they've made a decision to do boosters based upon their data. 
and, and we're saying we're still going to work out through our research to determine. And that's where you begin to lose the trust of the American people in our healthcare experts. In April, the Biden, Biden administration announced a $1 billion uh, commitment for sequencing at CDC. To date, only 844 cases from North Carolina have been sequenced according to CDC's website. We had over a million cases. It seems there's a major problem again at CDC. Let me just ask you, in, in CDC's recent the, um, updated mass guidance for schools, says communities should use local outbreak data to make decisions. Yet I would challenge you that if only 844 cases have been sequenced, <coughs> those local people don't have the data they need to make that determination as to what the policy is going to be at a local level. Would you agree? That discussion is based on cases, not based on variants. So we are actually getting data from, from around the country based on variants as well, based from the local health departments within North Carolina and with all, all of the states, as well as academic centers and, uh, and um, commercial labs. Um, and the recommendations for schools was based on test positivity and positive cases, not necessarily based on variants. But shouldn't transparency by the local health department about the variant? Uh, in their community be important to their decision as to what they do in the schools? Absolutely, and we're, we have uh, data by region for variants um, that are posted on our website. They've been updated this morning with the 83%. So not only are we looking at test positivity actually down to the county level, um, but variants that come in as well from each of the individual states, from the academic partners, from the labs. Uh, Dawn, I know you've only been there three weeks. What are your plans to address the pressure that the flu is going to cause on the system? Ranking Member Burr, thank you for that question. That's been something that we've been, uh, the ASPR team has been considering and planning for over the last several months. There is now an interagency process set up by the uh, White House supply chain coordinator that ASPR has been actively participating in, working with manufacturers of both flu vaccines and COVID vaccines to make sure that the supplies are there so we have access to both vaccines as we head into the fall. But it is something that we will continue to monitor and recalibrate if needed. So we're sure that we can do both at the same time. At this point, our planning assumptions suggest that we can, but I will continue to monitor that. Thank you. Thank you, Chairman. Senator Kane. Thank you, Chairman Murray and Ranking Member. Thank you to the witnesses. I want to say a word about this. If you want to understand how power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, look no further than the other chamber in the United States Capitol. Speaker Nancy Pelosi is drunk on power. The orders that Speaker Pelosi is issuing are abusive and unprecedented. Speaker Pelosi has decreed to members of the House of Representatives elected by the people that if you dare walk onto the floor of the House of Representatives without a mask, I, Speaker Pelosi, shall fine you. Who the hell is she to be fining members of the House? But you know what? She's not done with that. She's not done with disrespecting our Constitution, disrespecting our democratic system that elects leaders. She goes further to the good men and women who work here in the United States Capitol. We are surrounded by men and women who have chosen to come and work for the public good. 
And here's what Speaker Pelosi has decreed. If you dare walk in the hallway without a mask, I, Speaker Pelosi, will arrest you. I will put you in jail. I will fine you. That is an absolute and complete abuse of power. She has no authority to disrespect the men and women who work here to threaten you with physical harm, to threaten you with imprisonment. And why does she do so? She does so for one reason, political theater. 